to remind himself when you get down there, run the ball. And he brings Avian Kaysen into the backfield 23 as the sole setback here. And Carter looking to throw. Stepping up. Mobile. Inside the five. Touchdown Dallas. Quincy Carter goes in from eight yards. So Parcells writes down run, 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 and they wind up running. Not the way he planned it, though. Well, he ran on first down. He ran a couple times to get down there, and then it's Quincy Carter who runs it in. But the play that he called, you're right, is a pass. And you see Quincy Carter going back here. And this is the thing. When you have speed and you can do this, and if, if you can't throw, if there's not something open, and you're Quincy Carter, you have to find a gap and take it straight up the field. Here at this point in the game is, is very, very important. Four yards shy of a first down. The ball is at the 19. This drive is swallowed up over seven minutes off the clock. Quincy Carter in trouble. Unleashes it to Glenn. A catch. Looking for the end zone. Touchdown. Quincy Carter hanging in there with guys in his face making that throw. It's just fantastic play by Quincy Carter. They're going to be pressure right in his face. He's just going to jump past this thing out to Terry Glenn. Glenn with a little magic and making up for some of his earlier mistakes. But I tell you, it is so much fun for me, Troy, to watch Quincy Carter play. I mean, the amount of improvement this kid has made over the past couple of years is just simply remarkable. And you are tuning in to why not sports with the homie D Murph so why not why not why not sports it impacts your everyday life why not sports it's more than on and off the court why not sports hey why not sports yeah why not sports it impacts your everyday life why not sports it's more than on and off the court why not sports hey why not sports d murph you a fool for this one <laughs> yeah all right world yeah you see the title you see the title definitely uh excited to have uh this guest um Still, still not a big fan of this team. However, when you think of uh, black quarterbacks in this franchise history, it's only a couple of names that comes up. And I have one of the gentlemen. Um, dope story. Overcame a lot. A multi-sport athlete, too, which I didn't know until I started doing more research. Gives back to the youth and just overcame a lot again to be able to be here today. The great Quincy. I got to put the L in there too. Carter. Welcome, Mr. Carter, to Why Not Sports. <laughs> hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, brother. Again, thank you uh, for taking your time, man. And I, I, I know it's a lot of faith just listening to you, man, and your story. But just how you been, though, man? Even through all of this during this pandemic, how have you been in your family? Man, you know something overall pretty good, man. I, you know, I talked to my mom today, and she was telling me about a cousin that um, 
that has COVID, and then I know I had a god sister that come down with it a couple weeks ago, man. Mm -hmm. But it really haven't, you know, really hit my family that hard, other than those two that I know of in my immediate family, man. But um, so we are thanking God for that, man. But no, I'm I'm pretty good, man. Good, good, good. Now, I it was interesting to know. And I want to give you props here on Why Not Sports that you were a multi-sport, a great multi-sport athlete to where you had signed with Georgia Tech, but you end up yep. playing minor league baseball after being selected by the Chicago Cubs. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's baseball. Yeah, buddy. Man, how was that juggling multiple sports for you? You know something? Honestly, it was fun. Uh, you know, I was young. Um, you know, I, I still wanted to give myself a couple options. Uh, I didn't want to put one down for the other one. And, uh, man, I just worked my butt off. You know, my schedules were a little um, conflicting at times. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, I made it happen, and uh, I made the sacrifices to uh, to actually play both of them. So you must have been uh, pretty good with the coaches, man. Like, hey, coach, I, I, let me take this day off, or can I come in a little early? Like, how, how did you do that, man? Did you have, like, a spokesperson for you? I wanted, always wanted to know for those multi-sport athletes, how do you guys do that, especially at the collegiate level? Well, well, you know, honestly, man, um, you know, I didn't do it collegially, but I did it in high school, um, you know, uh, but, you know, I put one down for the other gotcha. when, uh, when I had to make that decision coming out. But, it, but you know, I can only really speak in, in experience in high school, man. You know, um, I was fortunate enough to have morning practices and, uh, in football. So, gotcha. uh, so, you know, unless I was out of town, uh, which was really uh, particularly on the weekends, I didn't really miss a whole lot of football preparation uh, during the summertime. So, um, you know, there were uh, actually there were maybe a summer in there where I would, you know, miss the first half of uh, football practice. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, um, two days. Uh, you know, right when uh, when you know when the fall season started, mm -hmm. uh, and that's because we were finishing up in a World Series. So I do take that back. I recant my statement on that. Uh, but it was particularly in August uh, when I would miss probably about at least about four or five days in there, uh, just because we were still playing in the World Series. But for the most part, my preparation all summer long. You know, we practice in the morning. And so I played baseball games in the evening time up in East Cobb. So it really worked itself out. Nice. And I even know you played a little ball too, though, man. So I ain't going to forget about that, man. Multi-sport, y'all. Mr. Quincy Carter. Man, that's dope. I struggled just doing one, let alone adding two or three. <laughs> I know, right? But it was fun, man. I was young. Uh, you know, I, I, I had love for both sports, man. And sure, I just went at it. Nice, nice. And you definitely went at it, man. Like you said, being, you know, drafted to play, you know, for the Cubs. Even though you did sign the letter of intent to Georgia Tech, you didn't go to Georgia Tech. You ended up going to uh, the same state yeah. up, up, up a few miles away, University of Georgia. 
Was that yeah, a tough decision was, for you? Yeah, it it wasn't actually because it was a business decision, mm. you know, and that's what it came down to. Coming out of high school, uh, I wasn't going to be able to play in bowl games at Georgia for the first couple of years, so that became real easy for me, you know, gotcha. to make that decision, uh, that decision to sign with Georgia Tech. You know, I had some baseball buddies from East Cobb who was going to Georgia Tech, Angelo Taylor, an Olympian. He was going to Georgia Tech. So I had some friends going to Georgia Tech, and uh, I made that decision, you know, pretty primarily based on the fact that Georgia, you know, was going to be on probation. But then fast forward, coming back uh, to school, you know, Joe Hamilton was at Georgia Tech at the time. He was pretty entrenched in as the starter doing very well at Georgia Tech and then my my decision became easy again because uh, he was there I wanted to start right away being 20 21 years old and so then I made the decision to go to the University of Georgia then nice 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 not only did you do that but you end up declaring for the NFL draft after your junior year yep uh huh Uh, people typically don't do that sir (laughs) Yeah, especially when your stats don't match up to uh, the productivity Come that on. someone would yeah would take that chance as a junior. Uh, but we had a new coaching staff coming in my senior year. I wasn't all uh, – I didn't really have a lot of confidence, you know, in, uh, in Coach Rick uh, as far as him really, really turning the program around in his first year. We actually ended up having a pretty good season, though. Uh, but I thought it was, you know, time for me to move along with a new coaching staff and everything. So, uh, so I made that decision uh, to go ahead and go pro. And world, especially for those Cowboy yep. fans that's getting pumped. Merv, you got Q, you got Mr. Q Carter. Yeah, y'all, I got him, man, telling his story. The Dallas Cowboys drafted you. Man, That was that pressure for you? America's team coming out to Troy Aikman and had Emmitt Smith still there to, to help, you know, guide and, and mentor. How was that experience for you? No, actually it wasn't. Uh, I know that's crazy to hear, uh, but, you know, I've got some good experience at Georgia with a lot of pressure being a freshman quarterback Yes, for the first time since 1945. So it seems like God just prepared me for that moment in Dallas uh, and then to be honest with you, man, I you know, I really had the innate ability, man, to block out a lot of things nice. and uh and really focus focus in on the task at hand. And so man, I was able to really center um, you know, my thoughts and and what I really wanted to accomplish and uh and man I just wouldn't let anything get in the way um of me focusing in, man, and being the best that I could be on an everyday basis. For your projection, and again, congratulations, man. Uh, Second round pick, 53rd overall. Were you projected to be in – what was your projection uh, when you had declared? What what were you hearing? Well, well, coming into the season, I was projected, actually, to be in the first round. Okay. And I got off to a rough start in our first SEC game. Uh, Ended up throwing five picks. Uh, against South Carolina, ended up breaking my hand, um, actually breaking my thumb. But, man, I had confidence in my ability. Uh, You know, I really knew 
that um, that I really thought that I could play on the next level. It was just a matter of unfortunate circumstances that happened my junior year. So, uh, so I was very confident in my abilities, man. So, uh, so yeah, it, it really wasn't that hard of a decision for me personally, just because of the confidence that I had in myself. And world, when I say confidence, again, I'm just doing been doing my research, and and obviously someone that has watched you just as a fan of football and, and sports itself, you were the first uh, quarterback, rookie quarterback, to that was selected in the second round to actually start Week One in the NFL game. Only the third rookie quarterback to open the season as a starter for that franchise. History, mm. yeah, Mr. Carter. That's uh, that's pretty awesome, man. I know you're a humble guy, but for again, outside yeah. looking in as a spectator, hey man, here we're going to salute you here. Why not sports and myself as the host to say, man, I, I, I'm here to, to, to show you love and, and respect for you know, paving the way. And I'm gonna get to that soon for like the Dak Prescott as far as being able to scramble. As a quarterback, uh-huh. and and also just kind of uh, what your ability was, because you can definitely throw off the run. You can run, it, you know, and give yourself some rushing yards and or you know run for the uh, rushing t- uh, touchdown. For those who listen to the intro, you heard the play by play with this uh, gentleman on the other end. Real, real dope athlete in it uh, in itself. So going into Arguably your your best year leading the team to the playoffs. What was it like? Well, first of all, who was your uh, your personal? On you know, I ain't trying to start nothing, but who? Based on what I've seen, you had a few targets. So I don't know if you had like a favorite target, whether it was Galloway. I know uh, you was able to uh, play with Witten and, and some other dope receivers. Did you have like a favorite target or or, or wide receiver or even tight end? Or running Man, back. I, you know something. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love all my receivers. Uh, I think who I probably had the most continuity with, to be honest with you, was Terry Glenn. Yep. Terry um, Glenn. But I also, you know, really love working hard with Antonio Bryant. You know, uh, you know, uh, early in his career, um, he was rotating as far as. Um, you know, getting a lot of playing time, but I had a, a lot of fun playing with him. But, man, I tell you something, though, me and Terry Glenn really have a special connection. Wow. That's awesome, man. Now, again, here, Why Not Sports, man? It's about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life, that brotherhood. Do you still keep in contact with some of the fellas? I do, man. I've got several friends. um uh, that that I keep in contact with, man. You know, we got busy lives out here, man. But uh, it's nothing like hearing the voice of one of your teammates, especially the guys you didn't went to war with. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And going to war, man. That 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 playoff run, doing good, ended the season great, and then the playoffs. I think that uh-huh. was back in two thousand and three. What was the mindset for for you and the team? Man, honestly, man, to win that playoff game, um, well, no, but but starting back at the beginning of the season, man, we just wanted to be solid, you know, from week to week. Uh, you know, uh, we was one of those teams, man. You, you you know, you hear a lot of the cliches about, you know, worry about what you can control. Uh, 
but we were actually that team, man, and we were a week-to-week basis team, and we, you know, uh, we attacked the week that was in front of us. Uh, we didn't look too far ahead, and, uh, and man, we just went about our business every day, man, to be, uh, you know, to be great on that day, to have a good practice, man, and continue to build on uh, what we was building on throughout the season. You still was the head guy, the quarterback for America's team, like Dallas Cowboys, everybody and a mama know who the Dallas Cowboys are. And you had no pressure. You were just doing your thing. Man. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So going into where going into the following season, I know you had a coach, uh, a different coach coaching staff to come in i know bill parcells had came in uh towards the end of your stay with uh the cowboys how was he and how was that experience for you man i love coach parcells man he uh he was one of those guys that you know um you knew what you were getting on an everyday basis man you knew uh that he expected you to be great every day and to make sure you were improving on an everyday basis, man, week-to-week basis, man. I had a lot of fun playing for him. Nice, nice, nice. Before I was really able to see who and how he was, he reminded me like a, a Coach Bob Knight from the basketball aspect. Hard nose, but really knows the game and has the passion to win, and that's what he brought. Obviously, you just confirmed it to you and that team. Uh-huh. But then it was something else, man, and this is really something I applaud you for, especially now. Uh, ultimately, you end up not being able to uh, return as a starting quarterback for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. If you can just let the listeners who might not know the story on what had happened for you not to be able to return as a starting quarterback as far as the Cowboys is concerned. Yeah, uh, man, I was making decisions in my life, man, that uh, that weren't sound decisions, and I started a habit when I was younger of smoking weed, man, and eventually, man, that thing caught up with. Mm. But today, Mr. Carter, then now we're just talking. So, like today, like whether it's NBA, NFL, it's a lot of guys they. They they they're saying they do it. The Ricky Williams of the world and, and other guys out there they, they they're doing it. And do the league provide uh, any type of help for you know for the, the the NFL or the professional players that you know of to where they can maybe minimize uh, the uh, options of losing a great talent such as yourself due to uh, due to uh, like weed or any type of drug abuse. Yes, they do, man. They do a pretty good job of it too. Uh, but you know, um, when you're young and you, you know, you're making decisions that uh, you're making decisions that you know that you shouldn't be, and uh, you start a habit that you know definitely uh, for my case, definitely that I couldn't let go of when I really needed to, man. You know, I built my system on. You know, depending on weed and me- and medicating off of it, but man, there's no uh, sense of pointing that finger at the NFL, man, because uh, because they do a pretty good job, man, of providing support. 
uh, for guys and uh, and uh, setting up programs, man, to really help you, man. So there's no excuse. Good, good, and that's good too, man. Because you, I've been hearing that it's kind of fifty fifty. All the NFL, they don't care about their players. Um, just whether it's you know, like you say, any type of programs for drug abuse or the the head trauma, concussions. Like you hear so many negative things. However, for you to shine light to say, you know what, the NFL, they do have programs that they do their best to to give back and to pour into into their players is, is definitely refreshing to hear from someone that has been there and done that. So no, that's real good. No, they do. You you just got to make the decision to take advantage of some of those programs. Gotcha. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 And I'm going to talk about um, your other uh, football endeavors, but what was the person or what was that moment to where you said, you know what? I want to get my life together. I want to I want to start becoming clean. Well, man, I'll be honest with you. There have been several moments, but uh, but here this past year, man, there's been a total whole sellout uh, to what I really want to accomplish. And mm-hmm. so that's been the difference in this uh, attempt to be sober. Uh, it's because I really sold out. Uh, not only to God, but to the program of AA and uh, really taking care of myself spiritually, man, and putting myself in position to be successful, man. So that's really been the big difference, man, is that uh, I really sold out to this program and to God. And uh, and it's just a way of life that you have to live if you're trying to be sober. And I'm doing those little things to do that. And the little things that you are doing, again, I'm definitely grateful to have you on this platform, man, and, and to shine light on men that was very successful on top media, just out there doing great things. But then something, like you said, got out of your control to where you had to, you know, lose that opportunity. But on the flip side, you were still able yeah. to. You know, make a stop at, at the Jets, which again, just doing my research, you still was able to do your thing uh, once Pennington got hurt. Still was able to be successful until that playoff game. And then after that, you made some more stops uh, in uh, Montreal, uh, Louisiana, uh, Kansas City, uh, where I went to school at Texas A&M in Corpus Christi. So you still. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I went to Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi a few years ago, man. So, uh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Still got the 361 area code. But anyway. <laughs> Corpus, 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 Corpus. Always, uh, it, it taught me how to grow up and be a man. Growing up in the Midwest, being out here, uh, well, out there at the time. Um, I had to grow up, didn't have no family, and basketball for me was kind of my way out, and, and Corpus Christi definitely showed love. Then it continues to show uh, love now, but for you to be at the top that you were to now still have love for the game, did people, did you see yourself more as a mentor? Were you uh, easygoing guys? It's like, man, I was the starting quarterback for a playoff contender in the, in the Dallas Cowboys. Like, how was your approach 
then when you had to not play in the NFL? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, man, you know something? I don't think it was even an approach. Hmm. You know, it was all about survival at that point. Gotcha. Uh, where I was in my life, man, and not making the right decision. You know, so uh, so basically, man, I wasn't putting myself in a position to be an NFL quarterback, so I didn't deserve to be one, to be honest with you. And I just put it that simple. Man, and that's that's a, a dope thing that you said because being an athlete, our heads tend to be bigger than our actions or production. And you, see, I'm sure you've seen it and got stories for guys. Hey, man, do you know who I am? Do you know who I played with and against and what I've accomplished? Like, you need to treat me with a certain level of, I guess, respect or, or don't say much to me or I'm not going to listen because I've been there and done that. So you definitely took uh-huh. a humble approach, which, again, I definitely uh, salute you for that. Thank you, brother. No problem, man. No problem, man. Just thanking you again for what you're doing for the youth, man. I know you have uh, camps that you're involved in. If you want to kind of let the listeners in the world know, uh, how did you go about giving back and and, and doing camps? Well, I've been doing it for years, honestly. Uh, You know, I haven't really been that vocal on social media, to be honest with you. Uh, but I've been doing this here for about 10 years now. Nice. But uh, I would say the first time uh, two things just happened is, uh, one, I've been a little bit more active on social media. And then also, uh, you know, my purpose and my drive, to be honest with you, uh, has kind of, well, not even kind of, has switched to, uh, to the fact of, you know, I'm living it solely, you know, just to get these kids right, man. And yeah. I don't even, and I don't have any other distractions. So that's been the key. And it's a beautiful thing that you're willing to, to do that, man. Because I know when I was coming up, and I've said this often, it was maybe a handful of people that actually poured into, you know, me being in the Chicagoland area or student athletes in the Chicagoland area that I went to school with. And I'm definitely thankful for them, but I feel like it should have been more due to the city and for people like you that's giving back, man, again, thank you for that. How have some of the, like today's quarterbacks, like a Dak Prescott, has he ever, or has he reached out to you? No, I haven't spoken uh, to Dak. Well, I take that back. I did speak to him once at a camp through a buddy of mine. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I cheer for him from the uh, from afar. I really wish him the best, man, because uh, he's in a position – Honestly, I tell people, man, he's in a position to finish what I couldn't finish. So I'm mm-hmm. really, really, man, really cool. And that's why I wanted to bring that up, man, because you look at the bigger picture. For me, when you think of black quarterbacks in the Cal- the Dallas Cowboys history, it's like Dak Prescott. But who was that one guy? Yeah, Quincy Carter. Man, he should thank Quincy Carter for paving the way for you know, for what he's doing. I'm just saying from what I think and from what other people have said even before I was able to have you on this platform. So, again, you definitely started it, and, and, and that's why I wanted to say hopefully, 
you know, he get a chance or his team get a chance to listen, man, it's just to be, to realize the impact that you have had in something that he's been able to do. And hopefully, like you said, he does finish something that you weren't able to. But on another note, with your camps, where you based at, do you do like traveling around the country? You, you do Austin, Dallas, like do you have Target... Uh, uh, demographics that you like to uh, do your camps at? Yeah, well, everywhere, man. I'm all across the nation. Of course, I'm based right now in Austin, Texas, but uh, I do several camps, man, across this nation, man. So for those listeners out there who is a coach, who's been on the show, who is a director of a football program or youth football program or any type of uh, director of a football uh, organization, Mr. Quincy L. Carter will give out his social media handles where you can find him. And I'm just glad to be a conduit of someone that knows the business side of professional football, who was a dope multi sport athlete and who's turned his life around from. Being on top to hitting rock bottom to now gaining that traction to where people have been reaching out to him. Like you said, uh, how long have you been sober, you say? I don't even think you said it. A year. A year. A year of sobriety, man. Again, congratulations. May God continue to bless you. And seriously, thank you for... For just being able to take time out your busy schedule to not only give back to, to, to me and be on my platform, but for those listeners out there and for that athlete that might be listening like, man, I wonder what what happened. Man, maybe, you know, you just never know. So, Mr. Quincy L. Carter, how can the listeners and how can the audience reach you for uh, for leads on how you can support their camp? And if they have any further questions for you. Uh, yes, man. You can reach me on Twitter at Quincy at Quincy L. Carter. Or you can reach me at Faith on Facebook, um, Quincy LaVon Carter. Or you can go to my website where there's a lot of information about camp. Uh, contact information at QuincyCarter17.com. Y'all heard the man. I don't care what nobody say. I wasn't a Cowboys fan, but I was a fan of a black quarterback doing his thing. You know what I'm saying, y'all? I, again, I, I, I'm a sports fan, but I was at the same time being able to talk to this gentleman who has a love for God, a year of being sober, and will continue to bless not only our youth and other up-and-coming student athletes or, or, or professional football players that are out there. Please make sure you guys reach out. Support where you can. And for the first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in to Avid Listeners. What up? It's definitely, definitely an honor again to have uh, Mr. Quincy L. Carter, professional quarterback, NFL quarterback here on Why Not Sports, man, sharing his testimony and, and just letting you know you can do it too. And no excuses. No excuses. That's one thing I got from this conversation. Utilize the programs or utilize the, 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 the resources that are being provided to you and don't make no excuses, man. So that's definitely, definitely, definitely something I'm going to run with and, and take moving forward. And you can find the show on most platforms. 
If there's not a platform you do not hear this show on, just just let me know. Hit me up, and I'll be glad to to uh, make sure we uh, we get added and continue to to have dope guests, being able to have their stories be heard across the world. But y'all already know how we do it. We, I appreciate y'all. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Isty Murph as well. But I appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Keep grinding. Keep the faith.